What's going on, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Be Shafe Daily. My name is Brendan Schaefer, alongside you here on Saturday, May 1st. You know, a lot of times we don't do weekend episodes of Be Shafe Daily. However, the Cardinals are on a little bit of a roll right now, and so I wanted to drop in with a quick episode here on a Saturday evening as the Cardinals, over the last couple of days since we've last talked with one another, have won a couple games in Pittsburgh and have put themselves in a pretty nice position in the standings. Cardinals now 15-12 and 12 on the season. And look, one of the themes that we've talked about for the Cardinals this season throughout the B-Shape Daily Podcast has been the idea that you've got to beat up on the competition within the NL Central. And the Cardinals, for the first month or so of the season, haven't actually played all too many games within the Central, considering how many they will have played by the season's end. The proportion has been a little bit in favor of other divisions, especially the East. They've played the Phillies a couple of times. They've played the Nationals a couple of times as well. And this is their time to see the Pirates here at the beginning of May, end of April, bleeding over into the beginning of May. And the Cardinals are doing exactly the job that they need to do against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have been off to a good start to the season prior to seeing the Cardinals this weekend. They were 12-12 and coming into this series, which for the Pirates I think is pretty good because we had talked about them being a team that could potentially lose 100 games. Not a whole lot of talent there. Pretty barren cupboard is kind of the way we saw this team coming into the 2021 season. But they had themselves at 500 through 24 games. Over the last two days, though, the Cardinals have done with them exactly what they ought to do with them. It's a 12-5 win tonight on Saturday following a 7-3 victory last night for the Cardinals over the Pirates. Last night, impressed by John Gant's ability to just figure out a way to not give up runs. It's not always pretty when John Gant goes out there, but so far this season, it's been mostly pretty effective. Five innings pitched. So he gets the qualification for the win, which he does earn yesterday to improve to 2-2. Two and two. Only gave up three hits, but the five walks that he gave up in the game yesterday are where you scratch your head a little bit, just two strikeouts to those five walks. And that's not what you want to see, but one run. One earned run in those five innings, despite the five walks. And that's partially because you do only keep it to three hits. That way you're not allowing all these base runners that are certainly on the bases throughout your outing to have many opportunities to score because they're not being driven in by anybody. So just the one run against Gant yesterday, that's really important for him as he continues to have a really solid season right now as the Cardinals' number 5 starter. Uh, 2.16 his ERA for the season. That'll play. That'll absolutely play out of the 5-hole in the rotation for the Cardinals. You know, what will it look like when Miles Michaelis gets back? Who knows? Uh, but for right now, the Cardinals aren't that worried about that. They're just glad to have Gant keep them in every game that he pitches, pretty much. And that's pretty much all you can ask for out of your number five. And John Gant's certainly done that. So he deserves some credit as we talk about his performance on Friday. Another reason we wanted to do this podcast tonight was to get to and discuss the performance last night by Henesis Cabrera. Remember, Cabrera had had his last outing be the Bryce Harper outing, where he hit Harper and... Certain national baseball writers then suggested he should be sent to the minor leagues. Not competent enough to be a major league pitcher. Okay, sure. Comes out in the next game, and we talked about this. We asked ourselves on the podcast within the last couple of days what we would see from Cabrera and when. We wanted to, to know and kind of wonder how Mike Schilt would handle it 
said maybe a day or two off, but then go ahead and get him back out there. Well, that's exactly what Mike Schult did last night, and Cabrera responded with an excellent outing. He actually goes two innings, which is something he's capable of doing as a former starter in the minors, and you know one of those weapons out of the Cardinals bullpen that's capable of being extended a little bit longer. Just 26 pitches, so plenty efficient to get through two innings, and he notches a couple of strikeouts in that as well. So really impressive job by Cabrera last night. Wanted to make sure we mentioned it because as he lowers his ERA to 2.92 for the season with that outing last night, uh, his fourth hold on the year, he just proves that he, you know, proves what we already knew if you follow the Cardinals over the last year and a half or so. He belongs here. He's a major league pitcher, a really good contributor. Now, the next night, tonight, he had a little bit of trouble. That's going to happen. You're not going to get it done every night. But I, I think emphatically, last night was pretty important for him to be able to have that be his next timeout. Tonight, gave up a couple of hits, gave up an earned run, only was able to record one out in the uh, performance tonight. So his ERA does go back up to three and a half. Happens. He's not the most notable bullpen performance, though, from tonight. We got to talk about Jordan Hicks. Because Hicks has been struggling, ERA is over five, but more important than the results right now for Hicks is the health. He's removed from this game tonight with what the Cardinals are are phrasing as elbow soreness, arm tightness. So precautionary, according to Mike Schilt after the game, says it's not too far out of line with what you see in a general recovery from Tommy John surgery but I think the alarm bells should certainly be sounding. For one, Hicks hasn't looked quite like himself throughout some of his recent outings, and so that already kind of makes you be a little bit on edge. But then to actually have an instance where you have to be removed from the game due to arm trouble. You know, that's not that's not what you want to see with the 100-plus-mile-per-hour fireballer Jordan Hicks. Everybody would just like to see this guy be healthy, get back to doing what he does best, and hopefully this is just a small blip on the radar because the fact that it's an, an elbow after he just had elbow surgery and then missed all of last year, not necessarily related to that elbow surgery because he, he decided to opt out due to uh, the COVID environment that he you know didn't want to play in that environment last year, didn't want to push himself, especially through the rehab process early just to be able to try to rush back when it wasn't maybe the safest environment for him as a as a diabetic. So you just want to see Jordan Hicks be able to succeed, be able to be healthy, wish the best for the guy. We'll wait and see what it ends up looking like, but you know, a little bit of concern, I would say, in Cardinal Nation right now for the status of the former closer and, and you know, you'd think closer again potentially, but right now it's uh it's a little bit little bit of a situation here with Hicks. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. Tonight, though, with the Cardinals offensively, they do what they've done all season for Jack Flaherty. Uh, Some stats I'm going to read off for you from the story I read on MLB.com. Ryan Herrera came up with these stats for his story. Cardinals have scored five-plus runs in each of his six starts, 61 runs total. And while Flaherty is on on the mound or still in the game, the Cardinals have scored 49 runs, which leads the majors this season. So while he's in the game, the Cardinals have done that kind of damage. And that's why Flaherty's 5-0 and after tonight, where he has another outing that's that's okay. It wasn't it wasn't his outing uh, that he had last week, necessarily. It's a quality start, and he'll tell you he'd like to do better than a quality start. But six innings, three earned runs, six hits, two walks, 
The 9Ks are impressive, though. You like to see him missing bats on that on that ratio. So, fine outing from Jack Flaherty. And look, if this is the worst you get from him, you're going to have a pretty good all-star caliber season from the Cardinals' eights. And look, if the Cardinals are going to score 10 runs every time he's out there, that, you, you don't mind that either. So, 12-5 to win for the Cardinals tonight. Five of the runs, though, tonight come in the ninth inning where you see a Justin Williams pinch hit home run. That was good to see. You see Nolan Arenado getting into the swing of things for sure tonight. He goes three for four with three runs driven in. Had a triple and a double as well. So a nice outing for Nolan Arenado. Uh, Goldschmidt also had a pretty good game going three for four with a run driven in. And he scores four times. So with the walk he had as well. And Arnado also had a walk, I should mention. Those guys are starting to get into the into the swing of things. Goldschmidt still lower with the OPS at 645. But Arnado, because of all the extra base hits tonight, he's up to 821 now. That certainly padded his slugging percentage. You like to see it. Paul DeYoung, not a great game if you talk about the one for five. But he did hit a homer. And you'll take that. Paul DeYoung, sixth of the season. Still looking to get the batting average up. But hey, middle of the lineup, middle of the lineup production when you hit a home run. So... Good to see from DeYoung. Would like to see him do it with a little bit more regularity, but that's okay. Not a big game for Bader or Kisner. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, though, he gets another one. OPS around 804 at this point. You like to see that. You like to see Tyler O'Neill have another good game. Two for four, or pardon me, two for five with a couple of runs driven in and a run scored. So up and down this lineup, pretty good things tonight from the Cardinals. Continuing to do it from the uh, top of the order is Tommy Edmond, four for six. And when you're getting six at-bats in a game, you know things are going really well for your offense, as Edmund was the only one to record six at-bats, but that's because he didn't walk. He uh, he just wants to put the ball in play every time he gets the chance to do so. So great night for the Cardinals. Great weekend so far for the Cardinals. They'll look to finish things up on Sunday in Pittsburgh. And this is a situation where, and the stat's still true, as, as April has turned to May, the Cardinals have still not won a rubber game of a series. The good news is, though, they haven't had to in some of these series. It's what allows them to get to 15-12 and 12 at this point. And I mentioned the standings. They're just trailing the Brewers at this point in time, who are 16-10. and 10. So the Cardinals, game and a half back, plenty of time. And I, I'll say it once if I've said it a thousand times. The Brewers are going to be the team to watch for the Cardinals to contend with this season in the Central. I think the Cardinals, as of right now, they're still my pick. They were my pick when the season began. But I had the Brewers sneaking in at second place with a wild card bid. And they've looked every part of that. They're having a little bit of trouble now with injuries. Corbin Burns, who's my guy, I think I I had him pegged as the Cy Young, is now on the injured list. I believe that was one of those undisclosed injured list trips, which probably means COVID-related, but they just can't say it. So we'll see how long he's out for the Brewers. But they're still in first place right now. Cardinals playing a little bit of catch-up. They'll have a chance to maybe gain some ground tomorrow with Carlos Martinez on the mound for St. Louis. And remember, Carlos coming off of a couple of really good starts, and so we'll wait and see uh, what he's able to accomplish tomorrow afternoon at PNC Park. Cardinals had tried to go with that six-man rotation, but because of the situation with Adam Wainwright being on the COVID-related injured list, Carlos Martinez gets bumped up in the rotation one slot, and he'll pitch on Sunday, whereas with Wainwright, remains to be seen, but the Cardinals, of course, are hopeful that he'll be able to take his spot a little bit delayed on Monday when the Cardinals return to Bush Stadium for yet another homestand. Remember the Cardinals still in that stretch of 17 games in 17 days. Tomorrow will be game number 10, and then they'll return home for another week of baseball back at Bush Stadium. 
That's going to be four against the New York Mets. And then you'll get the Colorado Rockies in town for a little Nolan Arenado reunion tour. Of course, I think that's going to be more meaningful when the Cardinals actually trek out to Denver to face the Rockies in their house, and that'll be the return for Arenado. But he'll see his old team coming up next weekend at Bush Stadium. And right now, I mean, listen, the season ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're feeling really good about the Cardinals. Sometimes you're feeling like the sky is falling. I would say right now should definitely be a time where you're feeling pretty confident and comfortable with the way the Cardinals are performing. I mean, you look at each area of the game. The bullpen's been a little hit and miss as of late. I could give you that. But starting pitching each and every start for really the last 11 or so, I want to say, the Cardinals, 11 or 12 even, the Cardinals have been kept in the game by their starters pretty much every time, every game you look. It's been a pretty impressive run for St. Louis pitching. And you like to see that. You like to see that the Cardinals now getting on a little bit of a run They've won their last three games and five, and pardon me, four of five, and even dating back a little bit further, seven of nine, I believe that is, for the Cardinals. So they're getting things rolling in the right direction. And recently, the thing that you like to see is the runs scored 12, seven, four, only three, but then five. And so in the last five days or so, you've really only had one game that competitively, you'd say, ah, three runs, that's probably not going to get you a win. But with this Cardinals pitching staff the way it's working, sometimes that might happen and you can get it done that way. But with five, that's kind of the magic number to me. The Cardinals want to get to five as many times as they can. And for a while, they've been able to do that for the most part, getting a little bit closer to that line. You know, they got the shutout that they had against the Nationals back on April 21st. Haven't been shut out since then. Have had a couple of games where they scored only one and two, respectively, and they're one and one in those games because one of them was the shutout against the Reds last Saturday, last weekend. So if the offense can just continue to find, again, they don't have to do what they did today with the 12 runs. But, hey, when you're playing a team that is is expected to be kind of one of the bottom feeders and you're playing a club without the, the kind of pitching that should be able to hold down a lineup that contains stars like Goldschmidt, Arenado, and, and, and young up-and-coming players like Dylan Carlson. You really do want to take advantage, and putting up seven on those guys on, on an average, that's something I think that you can expect to do. And so Cardinals will look to take advantage. I believe Will Crow will be on the mound tomorrow for Pittsburgh, according to MLB.com anyway. And uh, he only lasted four innings in his first start with the Pirates going 81 pitches, but didn't give up many runs. So just a a run in his last outing. So for the Cardinals, it's going to probably be the goal to get to him early. Don't let a guy like that settle in where he's maybe kind of a swing man, not really somebody you expect to go too deep into an outing, but sometimes that can be effective against the Cardinals when their lineup kind of takes a little bit to get into the swing of the game. If a guy goes four or five innings against you and only gives up zero or one run, you know, that turns things over to the bullpen and really puts you in a vulnerable position, especially when you know that it's a starter that you probably should try to to knock out of the game as early as you can. So we'll see if the Cardinals can do that tomorrow. And really, I'll be excited to see whether Carlos can continue the little bit of a run he's been on over the course of his last two starts. 13.1 innings combined, a total of two earned runs across those games and just three walks. Hasn't been a big strikeout fiend, but as we talked about after his last start, he doesn't need to be. It's about trusting your defense, letting them put the ball in play, and seeing what your fielders behind you can accomplish. 
I think that's a strategy that Carlos can take into this outing because you want to see him continue to be efficient. The bullpen the last couple of days has gotten used a little bit more than you'd like to see, and you've had guys like Andrew Miller go on the injured list. So the reinforcements down there are a little bit thin at this point in time. So for Carlos to be able to notch another six or seven inning outing, I think would be important for the Cardinals as they then trek home and know that they've got another seven games yet to play before the respite of an off day does arrive. Hopefully for the Cardinals' sake, he'll be able to have another good outing. And then you can start talking about what it looks like as we did last, you know, after the last outing and during the podcast, like what would it look like to have him as another horse at the top of your rotation, especially come playoff time. He's getting into that territory with another good start or two to where we can start to envision that becoming a reality. So we'll see what Carlos can accomplish on Sunday afternoon in Pittsburgh. Appreciate you guys, as always, for listening to the B-Shape Daily Podcast. would love to have you subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can find us at Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify and on Google Podcasts as well. If you want a full list of all the places that B-Shape Daily can be found, head over to anchor.fm slash bshafer12, click on the More Platforms tab, and pick your poison. A lot of options there to listen to it. I had someone tell me the other day I listen on Overcast and Pocket Cast, and so... Lots of different choices for your audio pleasure. Appreciate you guys once again for sticking along with the podcast. Wanted to drop in with just a short episode to get you through the weekend. And when the weekdays return, we'll be back with more B-Shave Daily on an everyday basis, wrapping up Cardinals baseball, talking it over after some of the home games that I'll be able to attend over at Bush Stadium. I hope everybody out there is having a wonderful weekend, enjoying some of this wonderful weather before the potential of rain returns to the St. Louis area. But yeah, get on out there and enjoy it while it lasts. And we'll talk to you on Be Shape Daily very soon.